All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. Has anybody ever had the experience where you showed up to work and your coworker's like, uh, uh, I'm feeling bad, but I'm here. No. Right next to you. <laughs> no, not me. Talking in your face and breathing all my germs in you. Because <laughs> that happened to me about five minutes ago. Hey, how's it going? Uh, with my coworker, Nick. This Hi. is Nick. And I'm Kyle. Welcome to our podcast. That was great. That was. I feel like that was one of our better intros, actually. I like that do one. Do you need yeah. me to be sick every time to do that? Yeah, uh, if you could, that would definitely help, yeah. Okay, I mean. If you wouldn't mind. Arrangements can be made. Just just like when you're out at a public place, make sure you touch a lot of things and then, <laughs> and then like lick your hands. Hey, in 10 years, <clears throat> when my immune system is infinitely better than yours, you're going to be jealous. Yeah, so. I, yeah, totally. You're going to survive anything. <clears throat> You're going to be like a cockroach. <laughs> Gosh. Impossible to kill. <laughs> Um, so if I sound sick today, guys, just bear with me. I still have questions and I want, that's why we're here. I still have questions. Um, so first of all, last week I talked about if you're interested in joining a community like this, like with things Kyle and I are doing to text me, text me at 317-941-1817, please. Especially if you're a guy and you're kind of thinking, Hmm. And I've been in this position where it's like, there's no guys around me and, uh, <clears throat> Gosh, this can be difficult. Um, <laughs> there's there's no guys around me who are willing to step into something deeper than the surface level. Yeah. But I've been there and I've found those guys and it, it just, it takes a little effort, but it does exist. It's a thousand percent worth the effort yes. and the awkwardness. And yes. they're like, I guess I'll <clears throat> just do it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We can, we can, we can move on now. Great. What do you want to talk about? Okay. So I'm kind of hoping to talk about walking by faith. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay, so do you know where um, Jesus invites Peter onto the water? Yeah. <clears throat> and Peter starts walking in the water. Uh-huh. But then when, immediately when he starts looking at the wind and the waves surrounding him on the ocean, he falls. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the beginning. Um, let's start there. I have other questions, but let's start there. Okay. Kind of like, how, do I, how do I keep my eyes set on Jesus to walk in faith towards things he's asked me? even if they sound a little crazy? Okay. This is a great question. One, if you want to walk by faith, we have to talk about what faith actually is. And I think faith is a very, very, very misunderstood concept. People think that faith is what I know for sure. Yeah. Like if I have faith in something, it means like, I'm sure this is right. That is not true. Faith is what I believe might be true. Yeah. Yeah. But it, if I knew it was true, it wouldn't require any faith. Right. We've talked about this a little bit before, but I want to read a verse. This is Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Hmm. And then in this chapter, he goes on and describes all of like the amazing hall of faith people, like hall yeah. of fame, but hall yeah. of faith. Because the verse two says, this is what the ancients were commended for. And then he goes and talks about like all the people, Noah and Abraham and Sarah and all the, all the folks, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, all, all of them. And, and the yeah. thing he commends them for is what they did not see. 
confidence and hope in what they don't see. Okay? Mm. So that Peter walking on water story, let's break that one down. He sees Jesus, if you're not familiar with his story, he sees Jesus walking across the water, and he's in a boat. This is on the Sea of Galilee. Mm -hmm. And he sees him walking, he realizes it's Jesus, first thinks it's a ghost, then it's like, oh, it's Jesus. And Jesus is like, come out here. Peter's like, cool, jumps out of the boat. No one else does, first of all. Let's come in, Peter, yeah, because yeah. all the other disciples, like John, who wrote in his book, John, John actually wrote a scene right. where, he, where he, this is, okay, we have to talk about this. I know this is a little bit of a tangent, but it's, okay. it's hilarious. <laughs> the resurrection happens. Jesus is on the cross, gets put in the tomb. He's resurrected. Uh, Mary Magdalene and a few of her friends, they find Jesus first. They go tell the disciples who are hiding and afraid and cowards in this room, which I guess makes some sense because they're, you know, Jesus had just been killed. So it's like, mm -hmm. you don't kind of mm -hmm. want to be associated with them. So they were <clears> hiding. <throat> they run and they're like, Jesus has been risen from the dead. And then Peter and John run out of the room and John writes in his account that he beat Peter there. <laughs> He's like, hey, just so everybody knows for all of eternity, yeah. I am faster than Peter. Okay. <laughs> in this same scene, it's Peter and John. John stays in the boat. Peter steps out of the boat. Okay. Okay. And what Peter sees when he steps out of the boat, he's looking, his eyes are fixed on Jesus. Yeah. He sees him standing on the water and he sees him telling him to come out there. And so he does and it works. Yeah. That's a step of faith. He's like, I'm looking at this. Then what happens? He sees the storms. He sees the winds. He sees the, the waves. He sees all of the reasons why he should not be able to walk on water. Yeah. Turns his eyes and looks at those and all of a sudden whatever thing mm -hmm. is holding him above the waves breaks mm -hmm. and he sinks. Mm. And I think it's an amazing story because I, I feel like there's so many things in there that are about what it means to walk in faith. You know, right. before he looks at it, that moment of fixing your eyes on Jesus is the moment that we, that we're aspiring to mm -hmm. when we talk mm -hmm. about walking by faith. It's right. choosing to believe something I can't see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce another verse in the conversation if I could. Yeah. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Okay. Ready. You can handle second verse. This might be our record because we're already done <laughs> Hebrews 11.1. 1. We just talked about the story of walking on water, which is in the Gospels. And yeah. now we're back, 2 Corinthians 4. <laughs> so we're at, we're, we're at three. We're being incredibly efficient today. Okay. Yeah. It's because you're sick. And mm -hmm. I, just, I just, you know, don't want to waste so time. You just keep talking. I just want to get out of this room. So <laughs> keep I talking before <laughs> I talk and cough or something. Exactly. Okay. Second Corinthians 4.16 says, therefore, we do not lose heart. In other words, when, when we look around and we see the wind and the waves, yeah. the call is to not lose heart. Do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. We see the waves, we see the storm, <clears> we see all the horrible things, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, mm. but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, hmm. but what is unseen is eternal. Okay. One of the, the, the trick to a life of faith, uh, key to the life of faith, you can think about it that way. <clears throat> Maybe the most important one is this, learning to not look at what you can see, yeah. but learning to train your eyes to look at what you can't see, but it's promised 
by God. That's the life of faith. Okay, that's difficult. Okay, it is. Um, I believe it objectively. Yeah, I I want to step into it because I believe God is there, and yet <clears throat> what's in front of me is difficult to step into. Yeah. So <clears throat> to give more detail, I think God is asking something of Sarah and I in terms of our money mm-hmm. that uh, is objectively by the world standards probably dumb i don't know like yeah dumb you know, like like uh, getting rid of some of it oh okay just like burning it no redirecting redirecting okay. um <clears throat> and i'm choosing not to share all of it yet because we, we're not sure yet that's um, fair <clears throat> and so by the world standards they would say this is a terrible idea blah 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 but we feel like we've heard a very clear ask from god and like it's associated with this feeling of like joy and like do you want to know more of me yeah and if you do step step here with me and there yeah. wasn't any condemnation it was like a free like you're you are free to step here yep and i'm waiting for you here there's not like a stern look of like you better step here and then you're gonna it's gonna all work out but it was like an open open invitation and yeah. like i want to take it and i also want an itemized list of what will happen afterwards <laughs> so that i know everything's going to be okay yep does that make sense it does and it's really hard for me because then <clears throat> sarah called me out the other day it was like it sounds like you are focusing on the wind and the waves or well she didn't say she asked me are you looking yeah. are your eyes set on jesus or are they looking at the wind and the waves and i know that i'm looking at the wind and the waves mm-hmm. but i want my eyes to be set on jesus because i think there He's inviting us to like experience more of him, mm-hmm. but it just, it's, uh, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Sounds like what you want is to not need faith. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I would have the faith to follow <laughs> Jesus if I, if I just knew now right. what will happen afterwards. <clears throat> exactly. Is that so, which is a big, <laughs> means you want faith to not mean you need faith. I want it to be like downloading an app to my iPhone, it's like the faith app. Here you go. Yeah. And then the blessing follows. <laughs> yeah. I remember one of the founders of Crossroads, Brian Wells, brilliant guy, just full of wisdom, humility. He was one of our teaching pastors when I first started coming to Crossroads and he's still, he's still on our board. Just, he's fantastic. And he taught faith in a way I'd never heard it before. And he called me out. Oh, you specifically? He didn't even know I was in the audience. But like one of those moments where you listen to somebody and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, you know exactly what's inside of right, my head. Right. He was like, he said, he said, Christians pray unchristian prayers. One of the most unchristian prayers Christians tend to pray is when they face a decision, an uncertainty, and they feel like maybe they're supposed to be going in a particular direction. Let's use the metaphor of Peter in the boat. They feel like maybe God's saying to step out of the boat. We pray this prayer that we think is like holy sounding and good. God, I want to follow. If you'll just give me the peace I need to know this is the right step to take, then I will take it. And he was like, that prayer is saying, God, if you'll just enable me to not need any faith to follow through, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. And I heard that and was like, oh my gosh. And for me, that was at a moment where I was, I felt like what God wanted me to do was this insane thing of stepping out of the boat, so to speak, mm-hmm. get, getting out of my corporate career and going into ministry. And it was like, this makes no sense. But God, if you just give me the peace right, right. of knowing this is right, yeah, that's not faith. 
Okay. Faith is going, I think this is right, and I'm going to step out of the boat, and I'm going to walk towards God, and I'm going to trust that if I'm wrong, he'll catch me, and I'm not going to sink to the bottom mm. of the ocean and die. Right. He, he's going to look at me the way that a father would their child. Like Think about if, if you can imagine, maybe you're listening and you have kids, or maybe you don't yet. I don't think it matters. You can, you can pick this up. Like Imagine you had a, a four-year-old. And you were in one room and your four-year-old was in another room. And you're just sitting there, you're, you're reading a book, maybe you're doing whatever you, you like to do. And your four-year-old comes running in the room and they go, yeah, dad, or yeah, mom, what, what do you need? Mm-hmm. You, you're like, I, I, why are you here? I didn't tell you to come here, <laughs> right? Because you didn't call them, but they thought right. you did. They thought that yeah. they, you were calling them to a particular place. Would you look at that child and go, man, you're stupid, no, yeah. Or or like if they ran into a place that caused them trouble, you know, let's say they ran out under the under the roof. Oh, I thought I, I thought I heard you saying to go out on the roof. It's a dangerous place. Right. Would you just leave them there like No. I, I mean, I'd say do that. Really hope you don't fall. Yeah. No, you would see it happening and you would run over and protect them. And the thing about God is that he knows every thought that's in your head before you think it, every word that's on your tongue before you speak it, that's straight from the Psalms. That's not me making it up. So he knows the second your foot starts to leave the, the, the deck of the boat and go over that rail and take a step, he knows what's there and he <clears throat> will stop you hmm. if it's wrong. Hmm. If you're listening and you're open to him. And so the life of faith is going... I don't know, but I think this is the direction, and therefore I'm going to do it. And God, if it's wrong, help me not sink, and show me where where to step. Okay, so you've gone through this. Yes. How did you get past that? There's a moment where you just have to choose <clears throat> to step out of the boat. Okay. Um, or a moment where you just move without knowing you choose to and the way you do it is what the bible says you stop looking at the things that are seen and you look at what's unseen and i don't mean physical eyeballs although there is a something of a reality that if what you're looking at i don't know what your decision is and i think it's totally fair of you to um to keep it somewhat general for this conversation, knowing you're thinking it through and it's really personal. I think it's honoring that you bring it up at all. So I think that's great. But not knowing what it is, I just might imagine if you're looking at charts or you're reading what financial experts say on the internet again and again, or you're counting up whatever it is, dollars, you might be staring at something that's not helping you move forward in the place Mm -hmm. of faith. Mm -hmm. And my biggest coaching would be stop looking at that. Yeah, And instead, look at where God's calling you to and then fix your eyes on him. Mm. I mean, that's another spot in scripture. It says we fix our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith. Yeah, Fix our eyes yeah. on him. Right. And, and in that moment, you can be like Peter and you can start to walk on water and do something that the world would say that's stupid and impossible. Yeah. yeah. But you can do it and God can take you there. Yeah. But you got to look at him. And the way you do that is you go, God, what, what do you say about how you protect me, how you lead me? what you're asking me to do. Okay. And, yeah. then, and you do those things. Okay. So I have two questions. One, how do I look at the things I can't see? Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what verse was that from? Uh, Second Corinthians four, fix our eyes on 
we so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what okay. is unseen. Since okay. what we is seen is temporary, but what we, what is unseen is eternal. Okay, so that plus the world wants me to stare and take in things that they say is this is super important. You must act on this, right? Mm-hmm. Like let's say <clears throat> let's say tomorrow there's a huge recession. Yeah. And uh, 10% of people lost their jobs or something like that all across the United States. Yep. And let's say this, let's say an ask God has had on us was like to like, um, this is not my example. I'm just giving an example like, hey, change career paths. And it's like, this is the worst time to do that. Why are you asking me that now? Mm-hmm. Um, so in that situation, <clears throat> again, that's just an example. Um, we can think of others. How do I look at the things that are unseen of God yeah. and and healthily say to the things of the world, I'm not listening because I know God is greater. So you have to come to reality over the two things you're able to see. And the two things you're able to see are this world and right now and all of its wisdom. Yeah. And God and his eternal reality that he says is more <clears throat> real than this one. And come to grips with what's true about each of them and how they relate to each other. Again, I'm looking at 2 Corinthians 4.18. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary. Right there, Paul is saying, listen, I I know you can see it, so I just want to make it clear. There is wisdom of the world that is wise for what to do right now with your money. Mm -hmm. Okay, there are rules that work. There are economic realities that are true for this reality. However, remember, what you see, this world and this reality is very, very temporary. There's another reality. It's the unseen reality, and it is eternal. And if you knew that one set of rules, one place to invest your money was temporary, and the other was eternal, where would you invest your money? Eternal. If you knew that one set of principles telling you what to do was temporary and the other set of principles telling you what to do was eternal, which one would you listen to? Eternal. That's what it means. You step back and you go, okay, what are my choices? How do they relate to each other? And then you act in wisdom. And so it's it's this way of saying, like, if you only look at the temporary, then what you're going to do is foolish. Yeah. But if you look at the bigger picture of reality... There's a temporary part yeah. and there's an eternal part. Yeah. Then what you're doing is actually very highly logical and full of wisdom. I vaguely remember some Old Testament king. I think he was sick and he got like the best doctors for the time, you know, whatever that meant. Yep. Or like the uh, sorcerers or whatever. He got a bunch uh-huh. of people together, prophets and such together. And he got the advice from them. And then ultimately what happened was <clears throat> God said, because you did not go to me first, this will like kill you or something like that. Like you will die from this illness. And I just remember thinking like, hmm, we could go to the best uh, advice givers on in our time, financial advisors, mm-hmm. um, doctors here. Um, and I fully believe in doctors. I'm not saying anything against that. Mm-hmm. Um, people are really smart. Who've like, if you follow this person, you will become a multimillionaire. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I think God would say, and if you leave me out, uh, you're going to have a life without me. Yeah. And so that's what's difficult sometimes. If like the world does have some 
really good advice if your goal, like if I want to become a millionaire, people know how to do that here. Yeah. But if I want to have a life full of God, he might ask different things. Yeah. And, and there's a beautiful part to faith and there's a beautiful part to the unknown and the unseen, which is you don't know that you're making a choice between being a millionaire or not. Yeah. Right. You have no idea where it's going to go. Right. So many people have followed God on a path that's led to crazy blessing they could never, ever expect. And I don't only mean financial or even that that's the most important, but in my life, I found when I follow God mm-hmm. and do something that only using the world's logic would be illogical, <clears throat> I always end up with a better, more blessed life every single time. By the way, the yeah. story you reference is Second Kings 5. It's okay. nay, it's nay man. N- what? <laughs> it's like N-A-A man. Nam. Or nay man. Yeah. And what he was told, what you referenced, he was sick. And he tried to get well. He did all the logical things. He goes to Elisha, who mm-hmm. was a prophet in the Old Testament. And Elisha basically says, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan <clears throat> River and your, fl- your flesh will be restored and you'll be cleansed. Which is like, that sounds stupid. Yeah, it sounds weird. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Also, this guy's a really powerful guy. That's like right. a humbling, why would I go do yeah. this thing? That's, yeah. that's embarrassing. Yeah. I can't do it. But he does. Um, first, he went away angry. <laughs> He's like, Ugh. he's kind of mad. Um, and he says, I'll read it to you. I think this is interesting. It says, Elisha says, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Your flesh will be restored. You'll be cleansed. Verse 11 of Second Kings 5. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call in the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure hmm. me of my leprosy. Hmm. Are not Abana and Farfar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel, which was where the Jordan is? Yeah. Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? Ugh. So he turned and went off in a rage. This is ridiculous. I don't want to do it. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Aren't he, he lays out logic. Yeah. Well, one, if God was powerful, he could have just waved his hand over me and make it all great. He didn't do that. And logically, these two other rivers I know about, they're yeah. way better than the Jordan River. Right. If I wanted to get clean, I'd go to a clean river, not right. the Jordan. <laughs> and his servants come to him and they basically convince him otherwise. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. I think you should do it. If he says wash and be clean, you should do it. So he does. Verse 14. So he went down. And dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him. Hmm. And his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Hmm. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. Naaman basically like, oh my gosh, now I know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? His faith grew exponentially yeah why because he took a step of faith not knowing first it will always go in that order you must take a step not knowing first it will feel terrifying if you only look at the world's logic it'll be illogical but if you look at the whole big picture and you choose the eternal reality that's what you see with your eyes and that's what steers your steps you'll actually find more faith on the other side what a great story I, I love that story because it just, it depicts how I can feel about faith. Like, you're asking what? 
Yeah, no, no, thank you. I'm going to be fine. We're going to be fine. I'm still going to believe in you. This is all fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, last question before I go take my nap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you step towards these things and face people's opinions? People who don't believe, people who do believe. Uh, both, both. Doesn't matter. I find with people who don't believe... Uh, I don't listen to what they say, not okay. because I don't value them, yeah. but because I, I see a completely different reality. Yeah. Again, if there's, if there's temporary or eternal and someone only sees temporary, uh, I'm sorry. I, I think what you see respectfully is makes a lot of sense based on what you're only looking at, but I see a bigger reality and, and there's an eternal one. And the one you're talking about is temporary. Therefore, I'm going to make a logical choice based on the eternal reality. So I don't, I don't tend to put big decisions in front of people who don't also see what I see. <clears throat> and then okay. with people of faith, sometimes the people closest to you might be most discouraged, like, man, I don't know if that's smart. That seems crazy. Even people of faith. Mm-hmm. And what I generally do is go, hey, I'm not really interested in, you might want to protect me. You know, I, yeah. I don't know yeah. who in your life, if it's, you know, parents or well-meaning friends or whatever who are like, you're going to make what financial decision? That's stupid. They might have that knee-jerk reaction. What you Mm -hmm. want to do is just go, hey, listen, what I'd like you to do is step back and help me look at this in light of an eternal God who's asking Mm -hmm. me to follow Mm -hmm. him and make eternal decisions. Yeah. And just, would you just pray about it? And if you get, get a sense one way or the other, I'd love to hear it. And if you don't get a sense, great. And I find most of the time those people come back and have something really great to tell me. Yeah. And usually will steer me towards the faith direction of, yeah, I think God's saying step out of the boat. And and there's been times when they're like, I don't think God's saying step out of the boat. Yeah. And I listen and I go, oh, well, I trust you. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'll stay here. Right. And then I turn to God and I go, God, I'm going to stay here. Again, if I'm the child missing your instruction and you actually are calling me, I'm going to trust yeah. that you'll yeah. come back and get my attention and call me again. Yeah. <clears throat> great well I'd love to end there we're gonna we wanna make decisions in light of eternity so wherever you are you are at whatever you're considering think about that um thanks for bearing with me I know I sound <laughs> whatever I sound like a little bit I don't, what do I sound like Kyle <laughs> I think you sound mostly normal in your head you sound probably worse than you are yeah you know okay I, yeah. I appreciate that way, yeah. way to boost my confidence we're all gonna pray for you before we sign off so okay. God heal Nick help him feel better he's on the way up we think so keep him on the way up and just ask for anybody else listening right now who's got those annoying nagging physical things going on that you would clear them out of the way um, and for folks who have more than that going on God give them the, the bravery to step out and ask for people to surround them with prayer amen amen hey drop us a drop us a review Share this with a friend, and we love you guys. See you next week. Bye.